like to pay a couple respects to the people that made me what I am today. It's all my love. It's all my love. It's all my love. Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast, a podcast where three expats discuss education, culture, and life on the Korean Peninsula. I'm Jack, and I'm here with Ryan and Kevin. Uh, guys, how are you doing this evening? Doing great. All right. Stoked to be here. Awesome. Open the window. Get um, some fresh air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Now, I uh, this week, uh, I, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, something that is, uh, I think, often overlooked. Um, and uh, I could kind of, um, I have a little anecdote, actually, that kind of goes along with, uh, with this topic. And uh, this is when I was living in Thailand. Um, I don't know why I remember this uh, so clearly, but um, there was a, I was looking for an apartment and uh, they, I had a real estate agent and she was showing me around and uh, she was American. And uh, we got to talking about why we enjoy living in Asia or in Thailand and uh, specifically. And uh, she said something that I never forgot. It was really strange because um, she said, you know, I, I feel more, much freer in Thailand than I did mm. ever did back in the United States. And I thought, and, and because we're kind of, I think, uh, for lack of a better word, indoctrinated to kind of believe that it's the land of the free and, you know, liberty and that sort of thing. And uh, she's like, you know, over here, it's like, you can cross the street whenever you want. They're not gonna give you a ticket or, or even, you know, harangue you and stuff. Now, if you get hit by a car, well, that's on you because you crossed the street at the wrong time um, and uh, didn't use the stop, the, uh, the, the crosswalk or whatever. And, but, but it's, it's the freedom for you to kind of do that is, is kind of left in your hands. And I, I, I it's kind of an extreme example. I, I, I didn't know anybody that, you know, got hit by a car or anything like that, but um, it made me think of when I lived in uh, uh, Glendale, California. And uh, I remember, uh, just getting pulled over by the cops in, in Glendale who were kind of notoriously, um, well, again, lack of a better word, we said fascist, you know, like Glendale cops <laughs> are really bad. And uh, this cop pulls me over and he just pulls me over for no reason because my truck was a, you know, POS uh, uh, model, you know, piece of shit. And uh, he uh, pulls me over and he looks at me, he's like, uh, you're a troublemaker, aren't you? And I'm just this guy, <laughs> this production assistant from Minnesota, it's you know, American just cop. fresh off the, just newly in LA, totally, you know, scared from White Bear Lake, Minnesota. I'm like, no, sir, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm from I'm Minnesota, you know. Uh, no, I, I've seen you before. You're a troublemaker, aren't you? And uh, and the whole reason he pulled me over was just uh, because my license plates were uh, from Minnesota. I hadn't changed them over to California plates yet. But it was my first experience kind of being like uh, just kind of harassed by by the state in it for really just a benign reason. And uh, and and then uh, a few months later, I remember uh, being in Burbank, California, and I just ran across the street. I didn't use the crosswalk and I nearly got a ticket for jaywalking, which is, again, <laughs> notoriously uh, common in, in Burbank uh, to if you don't cross at the right place 
you can get a you know jaywalking ticket and i just thought man that would never ever happen in thailand you know and i couldn't imagine I've, I've that said the exact here. same thing here in korea saying that i felt more free as as well and as soon as you start talking about this i can start thinking of some examples i do think there's a bit of a double-edged sword like people jaywalking like i see a lot of taxis going through red lights right and yeah. sometimes it's in the middle of the night here and there's no traffic around and why the hell not you know like what, what i'm sure you've done this in the states back home whatever you're sitting at this red light at three in the morning there's no cars there's no pedestrians there's no anyone around and you're like why am i waiting for this and here you can go through it but at the same time red lights are there for a purpose and and so we probably should you know obey them but i i definitely for me that 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 more free moment came i think when i was pretty new here and i was walking around with a beer outside yeah really simple but like because i remember so when we've talked about it before when i was a student um i i studied in the netherlands for a semester and the netherlands is a pretty country pretty free country as well i mean i was you can drink at younger ages so i was only 20 when i was in the netherlands and i was drinking no problem i go back to the states and then I'm, I'm still 20 i'm not Uh-oh. actually supposed to drink anymore i'm like what the hell why i was drinking two days ago in in this other country now why can't i hear but i remember when i when i got back i was hanging out with my my roommates at the time and um we were going to go meet another roommate downtown when i say downtown i'm from a flagstaff arizona like you can walk downtown the the biggest the tallest building in downtown is three stories so it's it's a small place (laughs) um but i remember saying like let's go down let's let's meet them at at the bar and you know let's let's take a let's take a road beer it was our first beer of the night we're nowhere near, I mean, it's our first beer of the night. Of course, we're not drunk. I'm like, let's, let's take a beer for the walk. You know, it's, it's a, it's a one mile walk. Let's just yeah. chill. And my roommate's like, that's a bad idea. I'm like, we're walking. We're not drunk. Why is this a bad idea? She's like, I don't know. It's, it seems like a bad idea. I'm like, come on, it'll be fine. And she's like, all right, all right, it'll be fine. And so we start walking with our, our road beers and, um, and Flagstaff might be even worse than Glendale where Flagstaff actually is, is, has a, ridiculously high percentage of per capita police because we've got nau police we've got flagstaff police we've got the sheriffs and we've got the highway patrol all in that same area so we've got like four different um like uh police officer types in the area and so we walked a block and a cop pulls us over and he's like pour it out i'm like i I just poured this and then i come to korea and i'm again just walking down the street and i just have a beer and it's like it's no big deal again i'm not drunk i'm just walking down the street i just want to chill with a beer it's it's hot outside and i remember thinking like wow i can do something i'm not hurting anyone else this is cool i'm more free and here. that's the whole yeah. point I, ryan do you have any no, that, like experience with yeah, that Did i think what kevin's describing too i like it not just for the sake of like drinking outside because you know it's it's novel especially like at our age now it's like whatever oh i know but but even at our age it's still like it still paints the 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 scene like one thing that i like about living here that now is just default um a lot of people in especially in seoul their homes are smaller than say chicago or you know like wherever and it's pretty common to rendezvous at a public spot uh much more than it would be like hey come over to my house and then we'll go out somewhere or we're going to hang out here like this kind of thing and it's kind of it's baked into life here so if you want to get, um, if you want to just have a have a, a single pint of beer, soda, whatever, you don't have to go to a bar. Mm-hmm. 
you can go to a, a Pyeonggi Jumper, a, a convenience store, like a 7-Eleven. And people listening have been anywhere outside of uh, the West. You've seen this in most Asian countries. There'll be a uh, like plastic tables sitting outside. Yeah. You go to the convenience store, you're paying the price. I mean, especially if you're a younger person, you're like pinching pennies or just you don't want to like go to a, a bar, pay the, you know, the tip, everything, you know, the whole thing. It's just it's a I'm it's a hogwan teachers. Yeah. It's just Dream, like I'm going over yeah. there. Yeah. I'm going over to the corner to get a Bud Light. Hey, dude, you want to meet me? Yeah, we go there. We grab that, a bag of chips, and we can sit outside. And um, yeah, it's kind of a grungy scene, but I do like that uh, that social aspect. Yeah. And that, that's one of the, the biggest things for me here. I love it. I love and I, it I like that they like the benefit social. of the doubt is is in your on your side. It's like you you have to behave badly to get to get on the bad side of let's say the police right i mean you have to you have to get mm. pretty obnoxious and and let's you know make no mistake i'm i'm sure there are plenty of well here's the problem is i this is what that the what that conversation with that girl that i had was that a lot of because we've been kind of uh i don't remember what the word she was but almost treated like children in a way you know like we're not even thinking about not crossing the street. We're just standing there waiting for it to turn green. And then we run across it. You know, and we're, we're almost like, it's almost like an automatic response for us when we're in a situation where there's a lot more flexibility. Some of us not, I'm not painting everybody with this brush can be pretty, can behave pretty badly. You know, I think yeah. we've, we've seen that, you know, taking advantage it's very easy of to that. take advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. There's also there's also like a lot of unwritten rules um, in the culture here too that it kind of leads you away from what might turn into a bad behavior. Like, uh, well, speaking of like drinking, but drinking or eating, people mm -hmm. don't really. I'm pretty sure that on the L, you're not supposed to eat. Right. Yeah. 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 Everybody has their breakfast on the L. I mean, it's not it's not weird. No one really gets called out for it. Like if someone bites into a sandwich or whatever, whatever. Um, really? Yeah. Huh. Nobody's making like a bloody mess or anything, but it's like, yeah. Flagstaff has no subway. So well, if you're sitting <laughs> subway, on the subways were new to me when I came to Korea. Yeah. If you're sitting on the platform or something, you might eat whatever you got in your bag, whatever's going on. But in Korea, you really don't like um the drinking thing in Korea. Yeah, you could pop a beer and take a walk down the street. And sometimes it happens, but you just kind of don't. You don't see people doing that. I don't right. it's not illegal, I don't think to walk down I don't down think the it's illegal either. No, I, but nobody I, really does it. Nobody abuses like, it. Yeah. Well, it's just it's it's cultural thing. It's like that's not what you do. You sit down. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's that's good or bad. Well, that's a that's a really different. interesting because I like that because that segues to another uh another thing that I had written down. And uh, I, I'm not sure if, uh, uh, if you guys agree with this or not, um, but something that I kind of appreciate about Korean uh, culture is that there, there are like ex exterior cultural norms like you're describing there that kind of keep people in check as, uh, such as bringing shame on your family in a way of be behaving so poorly that uh so let me give you an example um how many times in college did you uh have you know have you have you witnessed uh 
a, one friend gets too drunk and the other friends just start messing with the guy drawn on his face or, <laughs> you know, I mean, Dave Chappelle has a, a just a ridiculously brilliant bit about this in one of his comedy specials. Um, and, uh, and I don't see that over here. And that's a weird, you know what I mean? Like they, I don't see them if their friend is, is almost to the level of passed out, they kind of take care of that friend and, uh, and they don't mess with them. And it's all, almost like our natural response in, in, in the in the West, or at least in, in the U S or maybe it's just my friends. I don't know would be to start be. messing with that person. You know, um, I, does that resonate with you guys? Have you experienced that? Or is that, um, that's an interesting one. I'm not sure because that also might be a young person thing. Cause I don't like, mm -hmm. I definitely don't see like, even if, although I don't imagine this ever happening, but if all three of us got together and one of us just got like whacked out drunk, I wouldn't draw on your face anyway, anymore. Like I'm just, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's probably a um, uh, immature 20. Yeah. yeah 20 something. And, and I honestly I mean, don't I know about Koreans, but my, my friends never drew on, on bodies when yeah that wasn't okay okay <laughs> like, that's funny i i have been i see i was the one that was drawn on I, <laughs> yeah, that guy. yeah i was that guy yeah when you when you're when you don't see that guy at the party uh you are that guy right uh, <laughs> if you can't find him um going back to what you were what we were saying a minute ago though oh yeah I go think, ahead go ahead yeah i i think that the the freedom that we feel here um is again like i was saying it's a double like one of the things that i think is really cool that ryan and i have talked about before with with freedoms is um, we've both commented on how we love the street food here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and and street food here is just goddamn amazing and there's so much random street food you know and it's like this random ghetto little cart cooking chicken on the street and and it's probably not very sanitary right uh, um no yeah right i mean like, better than thailand you know I mean, in, in Thailand, um, we, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll tell that story yeah, after. But, yeah. but exactly like, so, so these kind of, of small things here seem a little bit more loosey goosey with the law or with, with what's okay to do, because I'm probably not going to get sick eating that. And so this is where I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I love, mm -hmm. well, it's a good thing for me. I love it. I love the street food here. I think it's really cool. Um, but it wouldn't fly in America because of very specific regulations and because of the cops willing to step in on those regulations. Maybe the regulations do exist here in Korea and they're just not followed. Um, I honestly don't know about rules for street food in, in Korea. That might be something to talk about at another point. Um, uh, street food actually is a pretty fantastic topic for later. But um, well, like, I don't know how that works and if, if people are just ignoring the rules or if the rules don't exist. Well, let's go. Let's go to that one because you you just walked right into my, my second uh, the the second oh, point that I was going to make, and the, and the exact thing that I wrote down here was less regulation. It's like uh, there is a freedom to just kind of go out and and start something and do you know uh, I'm I'm going to do uh, I'm going to start selling some street food like you said, and uh, it there doesn't seem to be the the regulation. Um, and, I know uh, that there's yeah. it, there's some there's some requirement like with uh, I don't know why I know this in Itaewon if you're going up and down the street um, in the main strip of Itaewon you know there's all those people that have the uh, motorized push carts that selling you know bandanas and hats and t-shirts and mm, the whole strip of right yeah. yeah all of those all of those have like numbers on them and I asked somebody once about that. 
that was Korean. Mm. And they, I said, how, how is this organized? Like if I just show up early, can I, you know, does this person snag a spot? And it's like, no, it's rented. So they're, they're paying a fee for that location. And I think some Poljang Matcha, like the tent um, r- cafes, mm-hmm. uh, cafe, I don't know. How do you describe a Poljang Matcha? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, come to Korea to see it. That's, that's all you got to say. Like, it's orange. Look for the orange tent. <laughs> you know? That was Look one of my them. favorite things. when I, I love them, man. Yeah. I was in Busan and my first... Uh, First place I had on my own because, like I said, I had, I had crashed the buddy in uh, Guangan, but I got out to Hyundai and I was in um, in Jiangsan. So it's all tall buildings, you know, and everything is just modern, shiny, tall. You know, you're like living in the future, and you turn the corner and there's this orange tent, like somebody's going ice fishing. Like, what the <laughs> hell is this? And it's <laughs> like you can just you you part the plastic and you go inside and they're they're frying squid and like there's yeah. some guy in the corner drinking soju like okay and you step back out it's like it's like you went through the matrix or something it's like in here out here in here out here what you just you just transported 50 60 years or 100 years yeah i yeah, you just pop out it's just it's a mind yeah i i love it that that see these are the things that i absolutely love uh, i love that dichotomy i love the the new and the old crammed together. Um, it's, it's, it's so charming, you know, like I, there's something I, I think very uh, charming about it. Um, That's another interesting topic that we could, it's, it's very off topic about the, the new and the old here in Korea. I think we could save that for another time, but how Korea has just developed so quickly that there's so much new, but it happens so fast that there's still a lot of old mixed in with the new here right. as well. Um, but I think yeah. that's that's something we could save for for another time. Yeah, sure, oh, definitely. Yeah. That, that's the huge. dichotomy. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. Um, yeah. Uh, this, on the same yeah. on the same subject about like it's a little bit about the old and the new, but also just talking about the food stalls and food and uh, in general. One thing that you know to our theme, talking about taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, I live I live in a market. Like straight out my front door is the the entrance of Huam Shijong. It's a tiny little market. It's not one of the big ones. And I just, I love it. I love being, I think it was probably mentioned like five times already in the podcast, but it's worth mentioning again, because it's one of the coolest things I think in Korea. One of the things I take for granted big time is that I never, I seldom, I seldom, very, very, very seldom, nearly never plan dinner, lunch, anything more than like 24 hours out. I'll be in the middle of cooking and it's like, oh shoot, I need an onion. I put the knife down, I grab my keys, I walk out, I'm back in four minutes and I've got an onion. Right. Like there's so much, uh, and again, with the regulation, it's nice to have these open spaces. So when I'm downstairs, you've got uh, people with their fish just lined up, uh, still twitching. I can just pick what I want. Uh, I I think we've gone over this before, but it is one of the coolest parts for me and not just because, you know, cooking is kind of a hobby and stuff like this. Not like this. I think for anyone, it's just a healthier way to eat. Everything mm-hmm. is, um, you're just kind of going with the seasons more, even if you don't want to, you don't care about that crap. You're going to kind of, your diet's just going to kind of go that way. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really do a lot of frozen or canned, you don't need to because it's all just right there 365 well they say if you want to live a long life you know just uh the the best thing to do is circle the grocery store never enter the don't go in the middle 
you know, that's just, mm-hmm. that's the death zone. You ah. know? If you just stay on the outside. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the meats and vegetables. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Just don't even, the, the closer you get to the center, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the worse, uh, more deleterious fe- effects it'll have on your body. Like a you, vortex. Uh, Ma- like a, markets yeah, are pretty yeah. cool though. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not nearly the foodie or the chef that Ryan is, but, uh, I, I remember when I, I mean, there's markets everywhere, Ryan, like, um, Jack, there's probably a market within five minutes of your house. Oh, as well. yeah. To, uh, right. Tongbu, yeah. Xijiang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Have a good one. Yeah. There's one right near my house also. And, and mm-hmm. I remember when I first moved to Korea, my very first house also, there was a market two minutes walk from my house. And, and in the States, like the only big market that I can think of, again, I'm from a small town, but like Phoenix doesn't have any, there's the big Pikes Peak market in Seattle. My aunt lives in Seattle. So I know about that, but otherwise like these kind of outdoor markets just aren't a thing really. And I remember when I first moved in again, I don't know, I'm not cooking anything. When I first moved to Korea, I ate at Kimbap Jungdu like every day, but I just found this market. And I was like, what is this? And I just remember spending a couple of days just walking up and down it. Being yeah. like, cool. I didn't yeah. buy anything because I didn't know what it was, but it was just like, this is, there's fish there. What the hell? <laughs> it's still alive. What, what, what is this? It was, it was just, it was cool to, to see all of this fresh food. I didn't know what to do with it, but I loved yeah. that it was there. No, yeah, and I, I find that I've, with the markets, yeah. you can actually, like, a lot of the markets, at first glance, I like how you described that, like, the first time you saw it, you're like, I don't know what's going on here, you kind of, like, you scan it. I lived here for a couple of years, and still, you know, like I said, with food being a little bit of a hobby, uh, cooking being a bit of a hobby, I would, I, I love going to the markets, but I still, in the in my mind, the first couple of years, I just think of all the markets as very similar, you know, like, oh, this market's got this stuff and so does the other one. It's going to be similar. But the truth is um, every market I've been to now that I've been here for a long time, they each have their own unique sellers. You're going to find something in that market that, I mean, we should probably look this up as a statistic. I wonder how many markets there are, like named markets with signage, mm-hmm. you know, like an yeah. arch, you know, yeah. like how many are there in Seoul? Just Seoul. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's in the, th- you think it's a thousand? Oh, uh. I think is that, it is. is. I, I don't is, think is that so. seems a bit high for than, to me. Yeah, that's worth thousand? looking up because I, I bet there. Are, I bet there is a thousand in in pro, I, I, proper, I might take like, that. Uh, I don't think uh, that's. I don't think there's going to be a thousand. A thousand's a, a surprisingly big number. Well, all right, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Depends on how five, you yeah. define it, too. He's, the size. Going, I'm going to say. I'm going to say five hundred. Yeah. yeah. Ryan was saying with a name, a, a market with a name. Here comes Google. Yeah, it's going to be a name market. I'll say I'll, I'll say, say a thousand. I'll say less than Ryan, less than five hundred. I'll say yeah. Okay. See this special on Wikipedia. Uh, I wish I were better at the have. price is right. I I uh, yeah. I should have said <laughs> I, I should have said five hundred and one. That's what I should have said. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's calling the oh. the Seoul. This is this is uh, not the metropolitan. The made like what do you say the extended metropolitan area? What do they call that? The twenty million. This is the 9.9 million so this is within like the city city um shoot shoot uh this I'm in might not be an instant thing to find you might yeah, have to check right. for it next, in, in korean week, all right next week we'll come back with an answer we'll do some research <laughs> uh and right we'll come back with uh I, you know, we i we used to do i used to uh i we, we used to go there a lot more um, I've noticed that there's a, I don't know if this is the right word, like a gentrification kind of like, a, you know, the, the, the big mar- supermarkets have kind of overtaken a lot of that business, I think. Um, for yeah. example, right across the street from my house is an E-Traders. It's like a Costco, but the uh, E-Mart version of it. And uh, 
oh man, it's hard to avoid. You know, I know it's, it's not, uh, I know we're losing a little piece of that culture, uh, the market culture every time they build one of these things. Um, but you know, I, it's like a Walmart, right? I mean, um, it, it's, uh, I mean, we live in such a big city that we can't all do fresh shopping every day. I actually have yeah. heard in the past that the, the young J Costco here is the busiest Costco globally. That doesn't surprise me. That thing's a nightmare. I, I, I haven't been to that specific there. one and, and I avoided okay. after I heard that statistic, the one that I go yeah. to or, or have been to, I try and avoid. Anywhere. There's a great, a uh, huge flower market right next to it, which is really cool. But, uh, anyway, that's an, for another day too. Um, mm. Let me let me uh, uh, pull this back a little bit because I mean this is so funny. You guys are just you guys are kind of naturally just stumbling right into basically everything that I had highlighted uh, in, in my notes. Um, but uh, you know anything all of the time. I that you know I, I this this takes me to like another uh, another conversation that I had with a friend of mine in Th- in Thailand was he went back to Australia. And he lived in the suburbs of, I'm not sure if it was this, I think the suburbs of Melbourne. And uh, he, we were having this conversation about uh, having, uh, you know, what, what life is like in the suburbs. And man, where I grew up, five o'clock, people come home from work, you close the door, the street gets quiet, there's nothing going on. Everything is inside your insular little, uh, McMansion, your castle or whatever. And uh, you don't engage really with, with, with anyone in your area. And uh, juxtapose that with just the absolute 24 seven chaos of Bangkok, you know, where you just, uh, all right, I want to, you know, a, a Gatorade at uh, 3.30 in the morning with a, you know, I, I, I can walk literally 50 steps and I'm, and I live in I live in the suburbs of Seoul, you know. Um, I live in Gyeonggi, but it's still like just there's always something going on all all night long. Yeah, and, and the, like and the city also the city also just sort of feeds that too. It's accepted, so it's not like um, thank goodness there's a Seven Eleven on the corner that's open 24 hours, so I can get that Gatorade, whatever. Like okay, now is a really good example for me because just starting um, what was it five weeks now. I flipped my schedule. So finishing the semester, which is online anyway, so it didn't really matter that much. But um, I decided to go nocturnal because um, I like running and I'm running in Namsan, the mountain in the center of the city. So my path, my running path is around the perimeter of Namsan. And uh, if I run after midnight, so if I get up there and it's going on 1 a.m., 2 a.m., I don't need to wear a mask because there's not a lot of people mm. that are in there. I can keep, sure. keep my distance. Um, so that's really nice. And the, the biggest reason actually is the temperature because Seoul gets pretty damn hot in the summer and at night it's just awesome. So I'm up there in a t-shirt and I'm just loving it. Uh, right. And yeah, so there's no problem with, with my schedule because it's it's break time. And then the only thing I plan for the summer is to go back to the States for a little bit, which I'll, then I'll probably be on like Wisconsin time. You know, that kind of <laughs> right, <works> yeah. <laughs> right, no, uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no jet lag. No jet lag yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's perfect. So what I was going to say, it's not just that when I get off my run, I can hit the 7-Eleven, get a, get a Gatorade that it's open. But what's nice is that when I'm walking through the neighborhood, it doesn't feel like a ghost town. There's people yes. out. It's safe. You know, there's there's a little stuff going on. It's 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 mellowed, but there's stuff going on. When I get to the mountain, 
it's a park. The trail I'm on, there's no bicycles allowed up there. It's um, it's just for running and walking. It's open. They have the guard yeah. shack, you know, the little like guy, you know, watching the CCTVs or whatever he's doing. I don't know what the hell they do in there. But he's in there. He's having his coffee. He's good. I, you know, hey, he sees me. And I bet you you're know, not every, the only runner there, right? I mean, there. No. Yeah. There's always there's always a little little tribe bus that are going around, yeah. but um, I mean the loop's like an eight k loop, so it's it's pretty it's pretty thin. You know, I'll pass like maybe three four people, and you think about a city of ten million, and this is like in the heart of it. Yeah, it's not much. True. But what, mm-hmm. what's what I was trying to make the point I'm trying to make is that the park it's a park, and they could easily gate that. They could yeah, just say yeah. like, you know, it's after hours, it's gated. It's wide open. All the bathroom facilities there, they're all lit up. It's all open, you know? Yeah. Um, the whole trail is probably on CCTV, which again, we could also call that a double-edged sword. That's probably what leads us to have a lot of that security and safety here as well. But um, even at night, it'll be one in the morning. And sometimes I like to go uh, barefoot running. Um, I'll take off my shoes and just set them on the side of the road i'm not hiding them my shoes are just there i'll leave them there for 20 minutes i'm gone you know i'm not worried about it yeah who's gonna steal your shoes i don't i don't even think (laughs) stinky shoes on the road it's not even a thought i have new york city those would be gone in 30 seconds you know new york city though parks being open though ryan do our parks in the states do they close down parks i mean like like central park is open 24 hours a day you might not want yeah, to go central, there at night but it's open yeah yeah central park i think would be a that's like i can't a, think that's of any major, park major city in cities that i've been to that were closed but a night. hiking trail like that i would think that they would want to i mean it's really shadowy like i would think that i don't know when i when i run past the i'm on the by the namsan library is where i go in so the first thing you see when you get into that path is there's that larger restaurant, whatever, um, that, that's, that's like traditional building, that's closed. And then right next to the big waterfall, there's um, the bathrooms and it's all lit up. There's nobody, there's no security guards or whatever. If that was in Central Park, you'd have people living in there. That's right. a no-brainer. <laughs> There'd be like. A, I think having it lit up it's, it's is really the special nice. thing. Having it open is pretty yeah. normal. Having it lit up means that there's there's infrastructure there. I've never seen parks closed down at night in the states, but but, but what, having having things there is cool. And I, I, I don't. I, I didn't mean to uh, turn this into like a shit on America. You know, like I, <laughs> I'm, af- I'm afraid way. I'm going to get the reputation the in this podcast oh, as being no. like uh, you're just anti-American. You hate your own country. Oh, no, you know, no, no. it's. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that on. That's okay. You don't have to worry about it. Um, <laughs> You'll take on the. Uh, I'll take uh, on okay. the anti-America thing. All um, right, all right. I would say, speaking yeah. of all time though, here in Korea, I think it's interesting because when when we think about things being open late at night is very possible here and maybe it's changing a little bit but you could get like you know delivery you get like a full meal delivered to your house at like four in the morning if you wanted to which is pretty amazing here ryan can get a full meal delivered to the park where he's running if he wanted to i mean there i remember it being really hard to get like a proper coffee at like seven in the morning six or seven in the morning a few years ago like early in the morning things didn't open up as well but late at night is much more possible you got to come to the muin cafe 24 7 (laughs) <laughs> there's that <laughs> you just have to travel shameless plug <laughs> it's a shameless plug uh no Nicely i I, uh, I i there's something yeah i i mean it's 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 obviously just it's different culture but like you said in america that that bathroom would be a people would be living there there, there wouldn't be any yeah. you wouldn't go inside there i i once uh went into a public bathroom 
at uh, Santa Monica Beach, uh, I stepped in the front door and I took a look and I realized uh, nope. I will not be staying here. Yeah, if my kidneys explode, I, that would be a better result than <laughs> what will happen if I go inside this room uh, in, in this building. Um, you yeah, mentioned the I, food delivery. That, that's, that's a really, that was one thing that, that surprised me when I came here. And now it is course. default. Now, now it is absolutely default. I don't, it doesn't surprise me at all. It's just that's, that's behavior. You can be on a beach, on a rock somewhere, middle of nowhere. It can be 3 a.m. You can pull out your phone and be like, I want some damn chicken. And boom, a guy shows up on a scooter, hikes over the rocks, you know, comes through the bush and delivers your chicken and your Coke. And, you know, he's already prepaid. It's like later. <laughs> you know? I know. That, that just, always, that, that just, still shocks me. Yeah, like, like you don't need drop. an address. I remember yeah, if you want to go really extreme house. delivery, I, I actually one time was scuba diving down in Jeju and we were, we parked our, our gear, like they drove us out to one of the small little islands off of the coast and we were diving off of it. And we actually ordered delivery to that small island. So the delivery got on a boat <laughs> and brought us over. No shit. They, they brought us like Chinese food to our island. That was a special thing. I don't think it was just, you know, you couldn't do it from one of the apps, but, but the fact that we got delivery on a tiny island was pretty epic yeah, but they'll, they'll, they'll find you on the fly which is what which just blows my mind it's like yeah yeah you're, you're gonna figure out where i am well this is so the funny. tree you, at the river you guys just it's keep like hitting that. my checklist like you, uh, i just put uh, number nine food delivery you know that was uh, i was just putting making a list for myself so you guys are <laughs> segues you're taking care segues. of this for me man i don't even uh, i don't need to do a thing um let me, uh, if we, let, let's, let's uh, uh, take a, uh, a kind of a hard right here and go in a different direction. Um, and uh, I was just uh, thinking about, because a part of our uh, conversations usually uh, kind of revolve around uh, education as well. And there's something just, you, you know, I, I, it goes back to the, the old, uh, you know, canard or, or adage or whatever that um, actions speak louder than words. And I feel like in Korea, uh, education is, val they value teachers and they value education more than they do where I come from. Um, where I feel like um, I, I just, uh, something, something flipped in the last 30, 40 years. I, I don't know what it was, but it slowly they've been chipping away, I think at the, uh, uh, you know, teachers, uh, in America, and but but there's something about being a teacher here where I still feel valued, and I still feel like um, respected, and and uh, that uh, it feels good, like it does. Yeah, like that's a good job. It's a respected job, um, yeah. especially university. Like I, I do think it would be different if you were telling people that you were like a kindergarten, a foreign kindergarten teacher. I don't think you'd get quite the same respect. Yeah, no, I, you're I, right. I actually, you're right. I really, I have a very specific example of this. It okay. was after living in Korea for several years. I went home. Uh, at my grandparents' cottage, and so, uh, kind of a bigger family reunion kind of thing going on. And my oldest uncle's um, new wife, like my aunt, I guess I can call her. Um, she's lovely. Uh, she also taught uh, for many years, and then changed careers into um, school psychology. So okay. Oh, that's right. In your, was, yeah, and right, I, I went the other direction, yeah. right? Yeah. And she couldn't understand it. She's like, my goodness, why would you become a teacher if you were already a, a school psychologist? It just sounds like such a, you know, for her, it was like a step in the wrong direction. Right. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really see one as superior to the other compared to, you know, the work that I, I 
you know, was or would be doing now uh, had I stayed and what I'm, what I'm um, doing in actuality right now. I kind of see them as equally viable career paths. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that, I think that's totally where that sentiment comes from. I think, you know, that was in maybe like 2013, 2014, maybe something like this. Well, they've, you know, they've, they've, uh, they've just chipped away at uh, benefits and uh, the salary and, 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 and just, uh, yeah. I, I think there's, there has also been a, a kind of a, a propaganda campaign against teachers in the U.S. that just that uh, yeah. they're, you know, lazy, they just want their summers off, they're, you know, um, I, I tell you, man, teach, teach for a day. And uh, and then come back and, and tell me it's uh, you know it's a, a walk yeah, in the park. I haven't you know? seen that propaganda of of and of negative teacher sentiment, but it it feels more like because I've got a, a few friends that are in education back in the states as well, and so I've always had teachers around me in in my group, and so whenever we talked about teachers, it was always like, wow, that's a really tough, really good job, and you're getting screwed. So it was it was the like that's a a respected job it's good for you for doing it but i wouldn't want to well and, and that's the, and i think the respect is is often rhetorical i mean because it's like uh the teacher is also driving uber in order to you know in right. the evenings and it's yeah. like well yeah. you know wtf i mean give me a break you yeah. know if, if that's the oh. the the uh if that's the way teachers are are making ends meet then we've got a serious education problem no, that's, that's, uh, but, that's an entirely uh, different issue, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah no, let we're, me go. We're, also, we're, going, we're going back negative on, on the U.S. again. So oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, love, I love America. I'm putting that out there. <laughs> so I'll be on the other side. Right, right. <laughs> One of three. I'm glad, just, to I'm glad there's... just to balance it. Just to balance it. <laughs> no guns here. We're okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Too, too far. I crossed the line. Um, the uh, So uh, aside from, from that, I, I was... Uh, I just had highlighted something that said, uh, and, and this is, is interesting because I know that, uh, Kevin, you have uh, a certain hobbies that you pursue. Ryan, you have certain hobbies that you pursue. And I, at times, have had uh, hobbies that I pursued. And uh, the fact that there are like institutes for everything. Um, I kind of like that. Like I, I'll use a personal anecdote here. Uh, when I turned 40, I think I had a midlife crisis um, and I didn't buy a convertible because uh, I'm too tall and it would look ridiculous uh, like a you know clown car. Um, I didn't get any hair plugs. Uh, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't, it, it did cross my mind, but uh, you know, I'm, it's, it's getting, I'm, I'm waiting for the pill, you know, that uh, is just going to give me the beautiful uh, Fabio uh, locks of hair. Oh, yeah, um, that's great on you. It's, it's coming. But, it's coming. <laughs> you're right. It's coming. It's coming. Um, what I what I did do was I I I decided to join a, a jujitsu gym. I decided to learn mm -hmm. jujitsu uh, when I turned forty. Nice. And uh, are you still uh, doing it? Uh, no, uh, it lasted about three months. Um, it, uh, I learned, uh, yeah, I've just, I learned how to like, uh, uh, uh you know, choke somebody. And then, uh, I was like, I, I'm, I'm already That's better than 99% of the population. So as long as the other, you know, nice. 1%, I don't come across, I'll, I'll be, I'll be okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, uh, I had an injury and I, I, I uh -huh. stopped and, uh, the, the missus kind of put the kibosh on it. She's like, you're you're 40, you know, what are you doing? You know, this is ridiculous. Um, and it kind of, I kind of snapped me back to reality and I, I kind of got over it, but, uh, but it was fun. And I know that, uh, Kevin, you, uh, uh pursue certain, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you'd call it an Institute, but, 
um, you know, hobbies like that. And I, I just like that Korea has so many different, you could, you could learn how to make kimchi. You could, um, uh, there's just so many different, like, it's, like it's easy. I think it's easy to jump into, into a lot of your, your interests. There's, yeah, it's easy to get an education. Like Kevin, I remember, I remember when I met Kevin and you were like intentional about getting a new hobby. I remember having the conversation with you, dude. I totally remember. Uh, this. Yeah, we were, at, we were in the office and you were like, man, I want to get into something new. And I was like, I, what, what do you mean? What is that? And, <laughs> and then you just started like riffing about doing something about diving. You're like, I like the water, blah, blah, blah. Now, I mean, you're a free diving master. So that obviously worked well, out pretty damn well. I, I would not your, go your to the master. How, how many uh, minutes yeah. can you, how long can you hold your breath? What's Wait, your my, my my breath hold record um, was just over four minutes. I couldn't you're do not, that right you're now. A, you're not a freediving master. I thought you were. I was a freediving instructor, so it oh, depends. It's not the same thing as a dive master. Oh well, it, it depends. I was using master in terms of the like, oh master, you can teach us. You're you're an amazing at this skill mm. word. Um, I meant like certification. Just like isn't that a, that's what you call it? I don't know. Um, instructors actually so. Anyway, I was an instructor. Um, and okay. yeah, my, my certification probably has lapsed because I haven't been in the water because of COVID in the past year that were, and, and a half. I miss the water, so. So, so how, did you, how did you pursue that from the start? Not in like, Korea. <laughs> All right, blew my point. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was a, a Korean thing. That was not... Uh... Well, so actually it, there, there is a Korean part of it, but no, I, I found it and I discovered freediving um, on a trip in Indonesia. And then I started training down in Thailand on, on our breaks and our holidays. Oh, um, but okay. but um, even when I first got into it, which was 2010, 2010, I think is when I first started and I yeah. got serious in it in 2011. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's when I started. There actually was already a pretty big freediving. There was a freediving club here in Korea at the time. It wasn't an institute, but there was a club. And I actually joined with them. Now there's freedivers everywhere. Korea freediving has just exploded in the past. I When I became an instructor here, there were literally five of us in the entire country. Um, and now I just go to a pool and somebody's like, I'm a freediving instructor. And it's like, cool, good for you. And there's tons of people around. Um, but there was a club for it and there, and this was already a decade ago when it wasn't very big, it was, it was just starting. So I, I was diving with Koreans even at the time and, and training with Koreans even a decade ago. Yeah, oh I, I, I guess I've, I just feel like, like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I, you know, America is such a big country. It might be totally different in a, a huge city like New York or Chicago or something, but it just feels like if you want to get into something, the the barrier to entry here is just you just go and sign up and everything is kind of set up for you. And it's and it's because of the I think it's just a, a kind of an offshoot of the Hagwan culture. It's just it like, really are oh. Hagwans for for everything here. For yeah. sure. I, mean, I, I think I mentioned in one of our, our earlier episodes that I, I remember hearing of Starcraft Hagwans back in the day. Like, oh, sure. Even, even in a big city in America, like like, you know, New York City is probably going to have, you know, any kind of jujitsu or dive club or anything like that. Like all of those big things are going to exist. If you could find me a, a an e-sports Hagwan or Institute in New York City, I mean, maybe they exist, but I just don't imagine that they're as prevalent yeah, for these kind of niche things i think there's a lot of yeah, uh, like like small things that you can find and you can find even it if they're not easily here even if they're not niche things like 
I mean, that that's cool too. But even if it's something that's more popular, like if um, you want to learn how to play the drums, the city mm -hmm. is just so big. You've got just such a massive density. Plus you have this education type culture with the Hogwans. You don't have to like find a drum instructor. You have to choose among drum instructors. <laughs> yes. Or like if-, if And you don't have to buy a trap set. You just yeah. You don't have to buy anything. Like you don't have to like, buy remember, anything. Yeah. When I first came to Korea, I didn't have any instruments with me. I like to play a little music. And my friends like, hey, you want to go jam? I'm like, uh, yeah. How's that gonna work? And they're like, well, there's just a music studio over here, and you pay seven dollars an hour. I think they're like ten bucks an hour. Maybe some of the nicer ones are fifteen. And you're with friends. You just divide that by you know you got you know two buddies with you, and so each everybody's paying five bucks uh, an hour. You've got amps, you've got guitars, you've got microphones, you've got yes. a PA system, you've got a drum kit, you've got everything you want, soundproof room, you can bring in food, drinks, snacks, they don't care if you have beer, whatever, yes. just don't smoke, have a good time. Uh, it's like, it's so cool. And like, there's one in every single neighborhood. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? And I, I just, think, I don't imagine that happening. I, I, I never seen that, uh, you know, where, where I, I come from. I think along from, from and, yeah. along from education being everywhere, there's just entertainment everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So screen golf, screen golf on every block. Yeah. <laughs> right. Screen golf. There's PC screen rooms baseball. everywhere. There's, there's, if you want to just go and watch a movie yeah. somewhere, you can. There's, there's, you can go sing, you can go play pool. All the batting, batting cages, baseball. Batting cages. Batting cages, cages. Yeah. Batting cages in that. the city. Yeah. Yeah. That was surprising. There's just, yeah, there's just things to do. It's really hard to be bored if you're walking around in, in any somewhat populated area. Um, my neighborhood's a bit quiet at night. I don't think there's there's any any batting cages here, but there's definitely screen golf. Well, the thing, the going, although going all the way back to the market talk, but I just the, the what I love about Asia in general is the the kind of Byzantine streets of just getting mm. lost in this maze. Yeah, it never ends, and never it never ends. ends, and you just keep going deeper and deeper into and and it's just uh you see the most interesting things and uh and and I, I went to japan and it was also like that where you go in like a bar and you walk out the back door and you're in a kind of a a mini like a mall type thing but there's you know all these restaurants and you just kind of get lost in this maze yeah and for me you don't even know if you're inside or outside right you don't know if you're inside or outside and you're there's like a there's a canopy but you're kind of outside but you're also kind of inside and uh, yeah. and there's just lights everywhere, and I I love that uh, just I love that stimuli of always you know I I don't know what it is about me, but I I, I think I was meant to live in Asia, um at, you know it, it it's just from the first so time I arrived I was like this feels right, and mm. I, maybe because I'm so I I don't know if the the word if I'm if I I need that kind of motivation that external excitement because i'm I, I might you know uh be too sedentary or whatever and and i need a little extra external motivation to just kind of you know give me that push and asia kind of provides that i feel like and it's just uh it's exciting all the time i, I don't feel bored um mm. like, yeah like, you, you always you know. see people doing stuff so it makes you want to like take a chance and do something yeah you know? yeah and i actually that's one thing, maybe that this goes a little bit off, so there's a little bit of digression, but that's our whole theme. Uh, yeah, one thing I really like about uh, the work that I do here, the community, not the work, the, the work environment that I'm in. So 
both my coworkers and the students I'm working with, because they're university students, they're young, they want to travel, they're curious about new experiences. Like Kevin, we were just talking about free diving. You know, I've talked to students who are getting into free diving. They're all looking for something. They're all, they're all in that exploratory phase. And then my contemporaries, like you guys, they're all like really stoked, interesting people that are doing weird stuff. You know, it's, it's just constant. Um, it's not that I like, okay, Kevin tells me about free diving. That doesn't necessarily make me, I mean, it might make me think like, shoot, I'd like to give that a go. But more so when he's getting excited and telling me about his free diving, it makes me want to get excited about my things. It makes me want to find something. It makes me want to do mm. something. When you go out your door and you see everybody buzzing around doing stuff, it makes you want to go do something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I get, I get like this. Um, you you're, you feed off the energy of, yeah. of other people that have that same uh, kind of drive and the same excitement and interest. Yeah, I mean, it's still absolutely it, so you know? healthy for me. Absolutely. absolutely. I'm 45 like, and I feel more restless now than I ever have in my life. I feel this, like, I feel a compulsion to do something. Just, I need to do something. I need to create something. I need to go uh, learn something. It, it's, it's a very mm -hmm. strange because I, I, I'm like, well, I never had that feeling when I was 20, you know, I was, yeah. I was content to just, you know, uh, hang out and, and uh, kill time or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's, it's a, uh... yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's one thing to see, get inspiration from the things you see on TV or the things you read about in a blog. But when you can interface with people around you that are doing crazy stuff, it makes you just kind of go on a limb. Like I got into biking just recently. I think it was like 2015, maybe is the first time I owned a bike in Seoul. And I've owned bikes before, but never really for anything other than just commuting. Like I right, needed right. one in Chicago because I couldn't afford taxis. And so I bought a bike here for some exercise and to check out the bike trails and stuff like that. And it was one of our coworkers. Um, he's like, Hey man, you know, you should take like a bike trip. I'm like, I'm not that guy. You know, I'm not doing that <laughs> thing. You know, yeah. he's like, no, it's, it's way cool. You just, you can take your bike and put it on the airplane and then you just go somewhere and you go from A to B. And, and, uh, you know, I got, I got a map. I've done it a few times. I'm like, I don't know, shipping a bike. It sounds like a pain in the ass. He's like, no, just, you can go to the country. You just get a bike there. Eventually it just seemed like a, a valid idea, like a thing I could do. Cause I saw him do it. He had pictures yeah. of it and stuff. I'm like, Oh crap. So I just, I went to Laos and I biked the whole country wow. and it's something that I never would have done. Never. Right. If I just like read about online, it's, Oh, that's some extreme jock guy online. But this was like, it's, it's just when you're with people that are excited and doing stuff, it just makes it more possible for you. Absolutely. I think Ryan talking about having all those people around, like you're, you're pretty inspirational for that. You've got more hobbies than anyone I know. I think you're, yeah, you're always many. doing something. <laughs> I wonder, too I do busy. wonder because I know at least from my history, I'm from a pretty small town. And so coming to Korea and comparing that to the States, like I have no idea what it's like living in a big, big country or a big city in America. And I, and I wonder how much of this is there and, and how much yeah. we're, we're attributing to Korea being awesome and how much of it, and, and um, it is awesome here, but, but how much of this might still exist in Chicago, in New York totally, City. For me totally, personally, I honestly totally. have no idea. Because I, I feel just, like New York City yeah. might be the closest analog to living in Seoul, you know, as, as far I mean, as, it is, yeah. Um, I've never, super I've expensive. never been there. Lots yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, it, okay. 
I've got one last, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, question for you guys. And I thought, or uh, not really a question, but I thought it'd be a nice way to like tie this up. But uh, what is your perfect, like a Saturday, you know, like you're in, in Korea, the, you know, uh, it could be one that you've experienced before or something that you do, you know, every Saturday or whatever, but do you have, is there like a perfect experience that's just, you know, something that's just, you know, um, that, that just, uh, absolutely where you, at the end of the day, you're just, I'm thinking of the Lou Reed song, you know, it's such a perfect day, you know, drank sangria in the park and, uh, you know, um, that Lou Reed song, um, maybe Ryan, I'll, I'll start with you first. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got, uh, two answers and I'll try to keep it short. No problem. My perfect Saturday and my perfect Saturday night are two different things and oh, sure, sure. i'd have a hard time if it was like i might like my my death wish kind of thing like which way to go it'd be hard to choose which one so okay. the saturday would be um mountain hike i love that in seoul um or anywhere in korea but in seoul it's so easy to get to a green area and i love the feeling of just being taxed after a long hike um the there's always like, you know, a temple or some like small objective to get to, or, you know, the, like Guanaxan is what I'm thinking of. That's okay. Where, okay. You know, I've been, yeah. up, I've been, I've been up Guanaxan more times than I can count. Um, and just coming home just as the sun setting, you know, like just being wiped out and uh, yeah, maybe ordering some food. And, but in the best uh, possible way, because you did something, you know. Oh, uh, it's it's that it's feeling like when you're a kid and you run around the sunshine all day. Yeah. Know, or like you're at the beach and then like you're going to bed before the sun quite doesn't quite uh, set. You know, it's like yeah. you can still get that feeling. Uh, so that, that's my that's my Saturday. And my Saturday night would probably be something like just last Saturday, um, which happens uh, pretty often. Um, just like it's pretty similar to what I do in Chicago. I love throwing dinner parties. Mm, um okay yeah even if i'm not the one that's going to be cooking or whatever um having people over and and uh with this season being on the patio and you know being able to dine out outside so yeah that's really not that different that'd be just yeah. like i mean anywhere anywhere yeah but that's cool that's cool i mean that that's what i was looking for i was looking for something simple but uh but something that just I don't know where at the end of the day where you're just like, wow, that was perfect. I, you know, well, I mean, it could, I could make it a little Korean because what I would, what happened and what I would normally do is before the dinner party, I'm always asking people who are coming over like, Hey, if you come over, I never tell them there's a time. It's like, just come over whenever you're going to end up watching me clean if you come too early, but whatever, or you're going to help me go to the market. So somebody will always come over early. And then like the group of us or the two of us, whoever it is, we'll go to the Xizhang yeah, and we just yeah. pick up everything fresh and kind of get inspired, you know, Hey, what do you, what do you guys want to do tonight? What do you want to make? You know, something like this. So there, that now it's Korean there. Okay. Brand okay. Good. You did, <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> Same. <Okay. laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Kev, what about you? What's your, like, what, what's just a perfect day in, in Korea? Uh, you know, I can't even imagine what that would be these days after a year of COVID staying home. Like, Oh, <laughs> um just just going out for a walk I'd, I'd be happy with that okay okay um yeah mine is weird i i mine is actually an experience i i remember um uh when, when my wife and i were just first dating um we uh, uh she used to live in uh uh 
uh, Buchan. Buchan is uh, kind of sandwiched in between Inchon and uh, uh, Seoul. And we used to, uh, we ended up living there after we got married. Uh, we lived really close to Buchan. But uh, I just remember one day, one weekend, one Saturday, we just uh, went out and uh, went to a uh, uh, restaurant. And uh, uh, I think it was a, a Nengmyeon restaurant. So this is in the summer. And they had the, it was, it was a really good Nengmyeon. And it was the cheapest Nengmyeon I've ever had. This is like, it's like $2, two, uh, Ichan Obeguan, like $2.50. Nice. Um, might've been $3.00. And uh, but it was fantastic, uh, great restaurant, and we uh, we enjoyed that, and uh, walked over to the uh, the mall, and we watched the worst movie. Uh, it was a, a horror movie with uh, uh, Paris Hilton was that was in it. It was called Lord. House of Wax. A totally forgettable movie, but it was just but but for some reason I don't know why this memory sticks in my mind so well. But it was just. We, we had such a, a nice time together just walking along Buchan. They had, there's a park in between the Nengmyeon restaurant to where the movie theater is. There's a, a mall there uh, called Rodamco Plaza. And uh, yeah, we just went up and watched the movie. And at the end of the day, just totally forgettable movie. But uh, I just remember thinking, uh, wow, that was just a really, uh, I, I don't know why, but that is one of my best memories and uh, it's so it's I find it kind of funny because it was such a the movie was so forgettable, but it was just uh, something about uh, Buchan. I, I just really like that area. There's really nice uh, uh, wide uh, uh, sidewalks so you can take a nice walk through the park, eat some naengmyeon. I mean, just a perfect, uh, perfect day. Yeah. 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 A little bit of planning. I mean, you could really whatever your flavor is. I mean, how long would it take? even if you didn't have a car, if I wanted to get out to a sandy beach, how long would it take to get to Sokcho? Two hours, two and a half hours? Um, yeah, yeah, you could get there too. It depends ITX on, gets uh, yeah. Oh on yeah, traffic, no problem. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and not, not, not the express bus, but I mean, even that now, they got that new highway going out there. But I'm just, I'm just saying like, if you want to get anywhere, it, it's so just easy. You know, like tonight, right now, it's what? It's going on uh, 10.30 p.m. It's a Wednesday. If I wanted to, I can go, you know, I've got, the Chungaechon just behind me. If I was really lazy, I could take a cab, be there in five minutes yeah. and just walk along the little, the, the Chungaechon's a stream. In that the, stream that they've, the, they've created. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all lit up and beautiful and, yeah, you know, grab a coffee and just take a nice little walk. There's just, yeah, yeah it's endless. As long as you're, as long as you've got some inspiration, yeah. there's always something you can do in this Do you have city. the inspiration and some good people to, uh, you know, to, to hang out yeah. with and, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I feel very lucky, uh, you know, uh, uh, having uh, uh, living here. So uh, we kept it uh, pretty positive. Um, I apologize yeah, I like to uh, uh, Uncle Sam, I guess. Uh, we... Yeah, crapping on the America. <laughs> it was like crapping on America. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing, the funny thing is, it's like, um, you know, I, every, every foreigner I've ever met uh, has come over here to teach at a Hagwan and they diagnose Korea's education problem within five minutes of being here. And they're like, if they did this, 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 and this, they wouldn't have any more education problems. It's like, yeah, I mean, that yeah. everybody, <laughs> you could go to America and, and, but changing, you know, there, there are certain things that of course, that, uh, that need work and, and, and that's uh, a given, but I think sometimes it's kind of fun to focus on uh, the more positive things. And uh, this was our list of, uh, I think those little, those little things that we uh, we kind of appreciate, 
and probably take for granted because we don't think about it uh, too often. But, it's easy uh, to do. Yeah, it's easy yeah. to do. Um, all right. Well, I think that uh, wraps it up for today. Uh, nice. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll, uh, I'll do the little closing thing. Uh, don't forget to hit uh, the subscribe button on YouTube. Um, hit the like button if you like the video. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon Music, uh, Pandora, uh, TuneIn. Um, if you could, if you really want to help us out, uh, give us, leave a review uh, in Apple Podcasts because that really helps. Uh, I don't know with the algorithm and uh, uh, metrics and everything. And uh, I'm really looking forward to our first uh, an email from from one of our listeners. And uh, uh, somebody's got what, something to say. I don't care. I don't care if you want to go after us. Uh, whatever, positive, negative. I've I've made the promise that I will uh, read it out loud uh, at the <laughs> beginning of the next podcast. So whatever. Nice. Uh, yeah, I know it's that's a terrible. Uh, that's deal. a terrible idea. You don't it's know. It's a the terrible idea, well. but I've already I've already made the promise, so I, I can't go back. I'm gonna go create a new email address just to send you something and see if you're actually gonna read it. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kevbo uh, eighty two <laughs> says. Um, hey, you, you know my yeah. my secret my id that was the worst uh yeah it's a it's the soul patch at gmail.com but uh you got to spell soul s-e-o-u-l because we love puns here at the uh soul patch podcast and uh by we i mean jack i i do um and uh you know uh i guess i'll i'll leave you with uh take care everybody stay healthy and uh we'll see you next week at the patch so good night Thank you. Good night. Later. Thanks, guys. I like to pay a couple respects to the people that made me what I am today. Got some gear. This all my love. This all my love. The quiet man. This all my love. This all my love. Dopamine. Jim. This all my love. This all my love. This all my love. The brain. This all my love. This all my love. Hey, Bobby. Let the bass go.